Ian, I'm going to come to you first. The food and drink sector, you know, we know have borne the brunt of a lot of disruption. There's been lots of stories about shortages. And I know that just last week, I think the Food and Drink Federation put out a paper saying that you know, exports to the EU of food and drink had fallen by something like 27% in the first six months of this year compared to the first six months of 2019. Can you just sort of paint the picture for us? What is life like on the ground? What sort of challenges are your firms facing? Thanks for asking me. Uh, I, I think the simple answer to the question posed at the start of this on that first slide is yes. It's going to get worse and it's not going to get better after getting worse anytime soon. Um, and I think it's important to understand that the backdrop to this is um, some pretty important structural changes to the UK labour market. And I think particularly, I mean, I'm only particularly able to speak about food and drink, the food and drink labour market, which although we as a sector in manufacturing employ around half a million people, the farm to fork food chain is about four million people. And it's our view that we're uh, short of about half a million workers. So one in eight of our uh, desired staff is simply not there. Uh, and that is the combination, that's driven by the combination of a number of factors and Brexit is only one of them. The, the post-Brexit world is obviously different um, but I think there is, the first thing I would say is that there is a bit of a lack of real understanding of exactly what is driving the numbers here. And that's because the data we have isn't complete. So we think that about uh, 1.4 million people went home at the start of the COVID crisis as a consequence of uh, COVID AU nationals going home. At least that's the ONS figure. But if you ask the ONS to tell, tell you how many people who went home who weren't registered for settled status or leave to remain, then they don't know that number. And it would appear that that might mean that as many as two or two and a half million people went home and only a small number of those have come back. Now, of course, they weren't all in the food and drink sector. The second thing is that we also know that about three or four hundred thousand people switched into the online retail sector uh, last summer. Those jobs are interesting for people. They're very, uh, it, it's almost certainly the case that one of the main drivers of the lorry driver shortage that we currently face is that HGV drivers, qualified HGV drivers have gone into being distribution drivers for Tesco and Amazon because they're nicer jobs, they don't require you to get up at four in the morning and they're better paid. And so that is, that is a structural change which will, will not reverse itself. In fact, we'll see more people going into online. And then the final factor that we don't really understand, and I, I, I know the Bank Bank of England has talked about this and they don't really understand entirely why this is happening. A very large number of people and a very large number of people who were in food and drink have become economically inactive. So older people have just settled for a different lifestyle. They've decided not to go back to the rat race after COVID or they've decided to work closer to home. All of those things have driven the, uh, the labour shortages we face. The result of the labour shortages is that the just-in-time system that has sustained supermarkets, uh, convenience stores and restaurants, so the food has arrived on shelf or right in the kitchen just when you need it, it is no longer working and I don't think it will work again. I think we will see we are now in for permanent shortages. Now these shortages don't mean that you're going to run out of food, but they do mean, as last week, the whole of the east of England uh, was basically unsupplied with bottled water 
because it was just not possible for the businesses that move that stuff around to supply that and everything else. And, and businesses took a prioritization decision to prioritize uh, products with a higher margin. And so, you know, that's a first world problem. Nobody's going to nobody's going to be uh, completely bereft if they can't get bottled water. But what is changing now is that the, the, the fact that the UK shopper and consumer could have previously expected just about every product they want to be on shelf or in the restaurant all the time, that's over. And I don't think it's coming back.